Hi, you guys. Welcome to Cabernet and A. Keegan Allen. Hello, Cabernet and A. Are you a wine drinker, Keegan? I don't indulge. I enjoy people that do. Mr. Norman Buckley, director of Pretty Little Lies. Thank you for asking me. Officer Barry Maple, Jim Titus. I am drinking Cabernet right now. Oh, yeah! I'm about a bottle in, so don't get me in any trouble. Well, it's Matt and Kim, you guys. There's wine and Pretty Little Liars, and I'm like, so where do you live? <laughs> Hi, this is Hugh Collins, and you're listening to Cabernet and Would anyone like a glass of Cabernet? Hey. Hey, you guys! It's Cabernet and A! I'm Sue Funk. And I'm Kelly Noonan. We've got a special guest host, Kelly Noonan, today yes. because Chelsea is off being fabulous somewhere doing something that we don't totally understand. I have no idea what's going on. It's like an adult thing. Like maybe we'll learn when we're older. <laughs> yeah, I hope that kind of adult thing and not the other kind. There's like some weird noise when you just lean. Oh. So, no, it, so we've got new equipment. Chelsea left me in charge, and I feel like it's like. The adult left the children yeah. in charge, and I'm just like, oh man, I don't know what's going on. I was really proud that I said the intro in unison with you. It was good. I was like really, I was like nervous. <laughs> I was like, whoa, nailed it. It was excellent. So tonight uh, we're drinking, well, I'm drinking, Yeah. Uh, a 2013 Malbec uh, Uno. It's an Antigal winery uh, from Mendoza. Argentina. It's lovely. That sounds very cool. It's really cool. It's got um like it's got like metal work on the front. Whoa, hardware. Yeah, it's a really cool one on it. Um if you ever have to go to like a Game of Thrones party, yes. it always feels very on theme to get that. That sounds legit. So, um, I'm drinking Gatorade as per usual. Yeah, you're really getting your electrolytes in. <laughs> it's good. Um if you're listening to us, you're listening to us on iTunes, Stitcher, and Podbean. Thanks so much for listening. Please subscribe and rate us. We don't have any new ratings um, verbally, but we are up to 92 ratings. Oh, wow. And um, the podcast has pretty much like, I think it's, yeah, it's four and a half stars with 92 ratings. That's awesome. So that is so exciting. Thank you guys so much for being fans. They love us. They love us. They really do. Um, so that's exciting. Um, and speaking of exciting, today we watched episode four, 14 or 15. It matters like how you count the episodes mm. because of that whole like the Liar's Guide to Rosewood throws oh, everything off. Oh, right, right, right. <clears throat> but we watched Who's in the Box? Who is in the Box? Who is in the Box? And this episode doesn't answer that. At Not all. at all. It just poses <laughs> the question because it's a it was an important question. And I think it's funny because like when you think back, these are all the things that we were like, well, this doesn't really make sense. How could Allie be alive because they found her body and all of these things? And it's it's like, oh yeah. Now we forget all the stuff that we were like, nothing makes sense. But now it all is explained. Oh, totally. Yeah. There's a lot of things that are kind of making sense. I think, the, well, like, we, we should go through it, but I think yeah. the biggest takeaway might be Peter is just the creepiest. Yeah, the creepiest. And my biggest takeaway is how much I miss Dark Ezra. Like, I wish that could have been it. I wish he just could have been the bad guy. I would have been so satisfied with that. 
I really do think that Endgame is Arya and Ezra together, though. I 100% agree, but it bothers me. You can still be bothered by it, but I think that's what this whole show is about. Because I just rewatched the pilot because um, our next episode is going to be me, Babe, and Leo talking about them watching the first few episodes oh, of the series. Oh, that's going to be great. Right? So, I love that pilot. them anything They don't about know nothing. Anything. Ooh. I was all, I wish I had a recording of my own reaction to the first episode because right. I was so all in from that. For, I was like, take my money. What do I, how, I'm in. So here's the crazy thing. Spoiler uh-huh. alert. Babe knows the director who did the first episode. Oh, did he work on Secret Life? She worked on Now and Then, but she grew up with Babe's mom. Oh, that's crazy. So she's going to see what we can do. That'd be cool. on the podcast. That'd be amazing. Because it's like literally one of the absolute best um, that stays tangled for real. So I have a, I'm wearing the headphones to make sure that we can, we're somewhat audible. Um, and my headphones are super long. I have a really long headphone cord because my nephew got these for me and he like, researched them and told me these are the best oh that's sweet but the the cord is like for use in like an amp oh yeah 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 yeah. a regular like around the town so i have it like in a knot like in a bunch of knots because i put it through my fingers when i walk around town with it oh so yeah um super interesting that was really good that we know that now (laughs) (laughs) only relevant information to me yeah but um what were we talking about we were talking about how Babe and Leo are going to be oh. here next week. But this week, uh, we picked up where Allie was alive. We, the girls just found yes. out. Which so it's, it's like funny to even remember there was a time where we weren't sure. Yeah. Well, even in the pilot, though, I feel like you kind of, ha- you're like, you watch the end of the pilot and you're like, that girl's totally alive. Yeah. No, of course. And then you like keep watching and you're like, it- is she or isn't she? It's funny because like, Sometimes people, if I mention the show or something, they're like, oh, I used to watch that show. I loved it. And I just dropped off. Tell me, is Allie alive? And I'm like, oh, honey. (laughs) Sweetheart, there's a lot that you need to unpack. You've been at a semester at sea. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I really miss Dark Ezra. Dark Ezra is pretty much the best thing that you can get. And... (laughs) We like do, should we go in order or should we jump around? Wait, oh yeah, go, go like well, this is in order because it's in the previously on. Yeah. But like, look, I always say hashtag never forget, but then I forgot about it that he attacked Spencer. <laughs> yeah. With now, the, the hedge clippers or whatever, and like knocked her unconscious and then just left her. And I mean, I guess there, during that time we weren't hundred percent sure it was him, but he had that mask, and that was his outfit, and we know he was wandering around there being shady AF. And who else would it have been? Yeah, I think we're supposed to believe it's Ezra. So how are we supposed to just be like, that's okay. You just knocked Spencer unconscious because you were trying to hide the lies about the fact that you were manipulating Arya. He does give Spencer his spy equipment later on. So like, Even Stevens. Even Stevens. No. This just reminded me how much I hate him because I had forgotten. With all this Nicole nonsense, I was, like, so wrapped up in that that I was, like, completely forgot what a scumbag he was. I think it's often easy to remember, to forget how creepy he is. 
But, like, especially going back and watching the pilot and thinking, like, you know know exactly who this is. You know exactly what you're doing. You know exactly how old she is. Yeah. You know. You know everything. Um, So... This is the episode where I think we've mentioned this a lot, but I don't think we've ever done this episode because this is one of my favorite moments in PLL history when they're all in the crypt, yeah. in Allie's crypt, and they're talking, and uh, Hannah has a theory, which is yes. great, and like Spencer is just like, Hannah's like, I have a theory, and Spencer's like, oh, that's so cute, and then like, Hannah has a fucking great theory. Yeah. And then she's like, that really is a theory, Hannah. And Hannah's just like, yeah, I'm really fucking smart. Yeah. Thank you. Like, no, she's just like, apology accepted. I love that. Yeah. But at the same time, she says gazebo, which I still say all the time. Gazebo? She, oh. she mispronounces gazebo. She mispronounces <laughs> gazebo. Yes. You, didn't you miss that? I think I did. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Spencer corrects her, and it's like, gazebo. But go on. That's my favorite um, mispronunciation is from a show called That's My Bush, which was from Matt and Trey, Matt, Matt, Matt oh, yeah, Stone yeah, yeah. and Trey Parker from South Park. They did a show when Bush was on, was Bush yeah. was president called That's My Bush, and it was like a 30-minute, like, ridiculous folly sitcom that was only like one season maybe like eight episodes uh-huh. but he goes it's all a facade anyway <laughs> and I like every time I see the word facade I'm always just like it's all a facade it's all a facade and I love when people correct me and I'm like oh I know the gaze bow it's a facade <laughs> but like so Spencer and Hannah kind of like getting a little tiff and then Arya says one of my favorite lines ever which is, guys, no fighting in the crypt. <laughs> Which is just, like, it's almost so as clever. good as, like, I'm about to write a sign that says, bitch can see. Like, <laughs> stuff like that. Like, they give Arya some good lines sometimes. Yeah. It was a good moment. I love that moment. I love all of the crypt conversations and all of the outfits that they wear in the crypt. The outfits were off, off, <laughs> I don't even, out of this I world today, in this it, episode. I'll never get over the outfits from this episode. It was so much. <laughs> so the girls are wondering where Jason is and all this. And Why are they looking for Jason? Like, they just think that he knows something? Yeah. Okay. They think that he might know why somebody want, might want us to all think that Allie's dead. Okay, that makes sense. So, um... And they still haven't really explained... Who switched the actual dental records? Did they? I think we're supposed to believe it was Garrett, right? But why? I'm so uh, so confusing. This whole night is so confusing. You know what it is? It's complicated. It's complicated. This episode, if we had played a drinking game called It's Complicated, I don't think I would have been able to speak No, right we now. would be dead. Because if, like, I had done a shot for every time they did it, like, mm-hmm. it was said so many times. This right, was, mostly like, Caleb. This complicated episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Emily asks Mrs. D where Jason is because she's living there. Right, I forgot about that. And it's super creepy. She's and being super creepy. And now, knowing what we know... Do we think it's Mary? No, I don't think it's Mary, but we just know that... That um, Jessica's creepier than we thought she was. 
Oh, yeah, totally. Like, we're like, she's being kind of creepy, but we know now that she's, like, kind of a psychopath. Yeah, she's got all sorts of cagey secrets. Cagey secrets. She, um, but she's like, oh, he's driving cross-country. I have his number for emergencies. Is it an emergency? Yeah. And, like, Emily's like, no, we're cool. Don't worry. Toad's fine. I just miss him. Yeah, like, we all just, like, toads miss Jason. We're just, like, worried about him and stuff. Yeah. And so um, then we go to the Marin household where Ashley is a felon and can't get work. I miss Ashley. I do, too. I I wish she was in. I want more Ashley. I want more moms. I think we're not we getting all, enough moms. Yeah. More moms. More moms. More moms. More more Cabernet and A for the moms. I know. The moms are totally in on the Cabernet. We've only been getting Mia Peoples this season. We haven't gotten... I think there was a brief Ella, maybe. No, Ashley was in the beginning of seven one because she was still in like the Radley. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but but like she didn't have like a plot line. No, and then there was like a brief moment of fake Mariska. I feel like. Really. Right. I feel like there was just like a hint of a smattering of her. Okay, maybe. Like a smear of her. Oh no, because no, we we. She was running for office. But she had already won in seven. By the time we get to season seven, hasn't she already won? I don't know. Guys, time It's all space. running together. It's all running together. But wait, when it did the time... It's like a the Halloween t- oh, wait, train the, of madness. The, the, the time jump was 6B. Yeah. It's from okay. 6A to 6B. So then, yeah, I can't remember if we got... I think 6B was like the election, and I think 7A is like when she's already You're in. right. So then... I, I don't feel like we have seen really any of her. We Have we seen any of Ella? Have we seen... No, we haven't seen Ella, but I think she did say that she definitely comes back. I think she comes back in 7B for Ari and Ezra's wedding. Well, yeah, she has to. Mm-hmm. Although it does amaze me sometimes in shows when they have weddings, and I'm like, what about your brother that was in season three? He's not coming to your wedding? Guess not. Okay. He didn't show up to her, for his parents' um, vow renewal. Oh yeah, but, yeah, but they Maybe. but they explained that because they she said she said that he was mad that they were getting back together or something. Oh, what a whiny baby! I know. Um, speaking of people who come back, Toby's back. You're back. You're back. And his truck. I forgot about that truck. That truck is really nice this, though. It, it's like a gold, golden, shimmery truck. Oh, really? I always thought it was kind of like a poo brown. No, I feel like it's a golden shimmer. No, it's like a Glass Peter. half empty, half cold. <laughs> half empty, half cold? What? Half cold, yeah. That's it. That's the saying. You <laughs> that's, nailed it. That's what, that's the turkey for sandwich, Kelly. <laughs> turkey for sandwich. It's just like half empty, half cold. <laughs> <laughs> it's the way my life... Sounds, sounds like my love life. Can you bring me a half cold water, please? <laughs> just a half cold. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that would be the perfect dating profile name for me. Half empty, half cold. Oh my god. Oh my god, it's so accurate. That's accurate for me too. That's what should be my dating profile name. <laughs> I'll raise you to Tinder. I'll be half empty, half cold one. <laughs> um, so Toby's back. He's got his poo car. He like... Is basically just 
She's like, you better help put your arms around me or else you're going to have to explain to the janitor why I'm going to explode all over. I hate that. I, hate I know, that, that was some pretty bad writing. Room. I'm like, you would have just hugged him. Yeah. You wouldn't stand in front of him and explaining how he needs to be hugging you. Yeah. Then, no, that's not how people interact. And it's just weird because I feel like this is a show that's so, like, female empowerment, like, women without boyfriends a lot are doing things that they don't, like, on their own. They're totally fine. And it's just shit like that that makes me so angry. Well, because see, I it's feel like it's Spencer empowerment. Like, why isn't she just like, hey, babe, ma'am, blah, 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 make out song? Yeah. No, I feel the opposite about the show. I think that's one of the things that bothers me is how no matter what's going on, no matter how their lives are in danger, no matter who they know has just died, no matter who's gone missing, they're really mostly concerned about their boyfriends. Like, it, it really irritates me sometimes, especially Aria. Oh, I mean, but I think that's the thing. Like, I think this show is secretly a love story between Aria and Ezra. I know, and it bothers me because my 13-year-old niece watches this show, and I don't yeah. need her thinking that it's sexy to have a crush on your teacher. I don't need that. But it is. No, it's not. <laughs> what is wrong with you? That's so creepy. It doesn't <laughs> work out. That's the name of my new show. <laughs> That's so creepy. Um. Um, no, it's really creepy. I, I, I have a friend who dated her high school teacher um, like, he asked for her number at, at graduation. Didn't they get married? No. Oh. But they were together for three years, and he was like... I thought you had a friend who, like, married their teacher or something. Oh, no, no, this wasn't a friend. Okay, oh, so... so that's a different one. This is a different story. I did have... There was... And this was before my time in my high school, but uh. one of my high school teachers that I'd never had, but he was also the coach of the girls' basketball team, had an affair with a student... And he was married, and he had kids, and she was his babysitter. And they ended up getting married. Yes. Oh my God, that right. is such a great Lifetime movie. I know. And and um, he was like, like yeah, like once she turned 18 and wasn't a student anymore, they got married. And, yeah. Soup's creepy. Soup's creepy. And he was still, like, the math teacher and the girls' basketball coach for decades after that happened but what teacher was the one that gave your friend his number okay so this is what a different this teach? is just i think he was an english teacher i think oh, yeah and so he see, got he got her go. he got her phone number on graduation day and it was like he was 25 it was like exactly the same thing but then it, it's not this like great romantic like great gatsby like love story it's just someone in a position of power manipulating another person like they were together for years but she always felt like he would condescend to her and be like I'm well sure. I'm so much older than you and I know what's going on I you know like those relationships are never I remember when I first like moved to um Queens and I was living on my own for the first time I was like 23 or so mm-hmm. maybe even 22 and I um I was working with this guy, and I, I was, I probably had been in Manhattan for a few years, living on my own, or Queens, whatever, uh, but he, like, I thought he was so awesome, because he worked for NPR before he worked with me, and I was oh, just, wow. like, so enamored with public radio, which is the dorkiest thing that you could probably say. No, I get it. But, like, Who doesn't he love was, NPR? Right? Come like, on, guys. And he just, like, dressed like an NPR guy, like, yeah. always, like soft corduroys and like, yeah 
And so I remember, Corduroys, I remember those going out with him one night and like it was just the two of us and we went for drinks and like he was just like, you're too young. And I was like, no, I'm not. Like, I've been through so much. Like, I could write a biography, like an autobiography. It would be so amazing. And he was like, you don't know anything. And I like he kept putting me down like that. He's just like, your life isn't that amazing. And I was like screw you and like yeah. he just always put me down and now I look at him and he's like balding and alone and I'm just like oh I'm really glad yeah because you don't know anything exactly but that's what I mean so I don't want I don't want girls watching this show growing up thinking that it's going to be some like great romantic yeah no because like he totally had the power play over me right and, and I mean not that obviously like age difference isn't a factor. It varies from time to time. Yeah. I mean, my sister is 13 years younger than her husband, but they met when she was 30. So it's not yeah. like, you know. But it, and you can meet somebody that's a different age than you that treats you like an equal, and that's fine. But yeah. when the power dynamic is at play there, that's very rarely the situation. Well, and you're starting at that power dynamic. Like, this right. guy was, like, a senior editor, and I was a junior. Right. So it's, like, the same thing. But it's interesting, too, because Arya keeps repeating that. Because her college boyfriend is also, like, her superior editor at her office. Because I don't think they're they're equal. I think I thought her been... college boyfriend was Jason. Uh, well, the one that she got after college. Oh, after, oh, face. okay. Yeah, uh, Liam? Liam? Yeah. I liked him, though. Were they, I thought, I mean, they might, I don't think he was... I, I liked him because he called out Ezra. Yeah, that That's, was a great scene. That was, like, one of the greatest episodes. But I, I got the sense more that maybe he had a position that was a higher-ranking position, but not that he was her superior. I think he was. I think they both reported into the same person, but I think he was above her. I don't know. That, not even remotely It's the not the same. same, but I do think it's, like, a pattern. Sure. I get it. I mean, daddy issues. Yeah. All these girls got them. Thinking, though, about, like, the whole... Well, yeah, that was one of the... I forgot. I think it was the last episode that Chelsea and I watched for the podcast. Where, like, one of them is going through... Ari's going through shit with her father. And Hannah's just like, oh, please, daddy issues? Like, that's not an excuse. (laughs) Like, girl. I know, right? You can't even deal with my daddy issues. (laughs) Like... Only one without uh, daddy issues is Emily. Well, I mean, now she's got dead daddy issues. I know. Those are daddy issues, too. I know. I know. I'm so sad. Uh, That was really sad. Pour one out for... What? (laughs) For the worst. Dad. Something Fields. Mr. Fields. Mr. Dad feels. <laughs> We're the worst fans. <laughs> um, anyways, the point People is... People are listening to this right now, and they're, laying, like, they're like screaming, screaming it out. Right? Yeah, they're like, yeah. come on! Um, I'm sorry, guys. Uh, but the next thing that happens... Yes, come on. Sorry. I will never not take an opportunity <laughs> to bash Ezra and his creepiness. And you shouldn't. Uh, you should always take those opportunities. Speaking of people that we love to bash, Emily and Paige <laughs> are together at school... And Paige is telling a riveting story (laughs) of swim harrows about how she jumped before the gun or whatever. And Emily is just bored to a whole nother dimension. And 
Paige is just like, oh, like, are you okay? And, like, Emily's just like, nah, I'm kind of, like, out of it. And Paige is like, you should never be out of it. I want you to be great. Like, be great. She's just like, I just want to feel my feelings. And I was like, me too, Emily. So true. And my feelings are that Paige is the worst, and she's creepy, and you need to leave her alone. Yeah. But also, Paige needs to eat. Because she's so skinny in this episode, it makes me so sad. I don't know if you ever saw her when she was on Suburgatory. I watched her when she was on Ned's High School Survival Guide Declassified (laughs) on Nickelodeon. No, I didn't watch her. That is a great show, actually, by the way. And she was like the jock, like the... Oh, so she played a similar character? Was that who she was on Suburgatory? No, but on this show, she's a jock. Yeah, but... She was, I don't want to say jock. She was like, she was, but like, she was a tomboy. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, so she was not by any means, she was just like regular sized. Okay. No, when she went to Suburgatory, she was even thinner than this episode. Really? Like, she was scary thin. Like, which worries me because anytime I've seen someone in real life that is on television, you're just like, oh my god, you're so tiny. Yeah, I think I would cry if I saw Courtney Cox in real life. Because she looks kind of skeletonish. I saw Selma Blair in real life, and I was like, you're going to, like, you're, oh my god. It, she was so tiny. Mm-hmm. So, so tiny. And then you put her next to Reese Witherspoon in, like, Legally Blonde, and... Yeah. She, like, towers over her. So I'm like, Reese Witherspoon must just not exist. <laughs> She's vapor. She's vapor. She is. She probably So the, it makes me it makes me sad that they feel like they can't eat food and have jobs. But, I mean, that's the industry, though, I feel like. And I know. I'm not saying that's good. But And people are like, oh, it's changing. Look at Melissa McCarthy and Amy Schumer. And I was like, those are not... Like, this, those are regular size, like, even less than regular size people, I would say. Yeah. Like, Melissa McCarthy's lost a lot of weight, and I just feel like, and it's, it's been recently in the news about how, like, all designers are designing for zero, zero, when the majority of women in America are above a size 12. Wow. And it's like, maybe you need to start thinking about the fact that women have breasts. Yeah. No. 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 Absolutely not. I can't wait for somebody to, to design a truly comfortable bra. That's what I'm looking for in my life. Oh, yeah. I don't have a problem with that. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I don't even really need oh, one. Oh, man. I just wish there was a better contraption that wouldn't make me hate life by the end of the day. Any hoodle. Um, that was a tangent. Sorry, guys. If you have bra no. recommendations, like send them our yeah, way. Yeah, for like... People who have bigger backs than most women. Um, <laughs> I feel like my back size is always the problem. Anyway, um, uh, Mona put red streaks in her hair, and I felt like it was very reminiscent of Arya's pink streaks. And you were kind of like, I don't see what you're talking about, but I know. I mean, I noticed her hair because hair color is the thing that I notice most, but yeah. kind of. And she's trying to make an alliance with Ezra. So that's interesting. Yeah. But I also just love that. I love how, like, Mona always seeks out people who are being shady around the girls and is like, want to team up? 
Yeah. Just always. I love Mona. She's just always going to be one of my favorite characters. Well, because I do... <clears throat> this goes into the Chris Lambert theory of that Mona is the Dark Knight of Rosewood. Yes. Because she's exactly who the girls need her to be right now. Yeah. She's putting Ezra on warning, being kind of like, hey... Isn't it funny how everything that you assign for the class is about two-faced people? Yeah. Gotta be careful being two-faced, huh? And, like, they're, like, tete-a-tete of just, like, fakeness to each other. That was a really good scene. So beautiful. Mm Mm-hmm. It's, like, there there are moments of Pretty Little Liars, and I think you'll agree with me because you're a big fan, that you're, like, if I could show somebody who doesn't watch this show this scene... I feel like they'd understand where I'm like, there's actual value in this show. Right, It is yeah. not a stupid team. Like, there, there are, are stupid moments, horrible moments. And I could show you way more of those than these. But, yeah. But, like, everyone in that scene was doing great. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel that way about so many. I feel that way about the pilot. Like, if people tell me they watched the pilot and they didn't like it, and I'm like, okay, well, I don't understand you. Yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> do you also hate... Like, fluffy bunnies and rainbows and pizza. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So then, uh, this is the first time that we hear of Sarah Harvey. Yes. So. Which, like, Sarah Harvey is such a fucking mystery to me, and I will never... I just want to understand her. But now, again, looking back on it, it's interesting to see her friends describe her as, like, mean and... And just, like, a horrible person. Because then it's like, yeah, she is one. And Two-Faced and all this stuff, it's kind of more believable. Do you think that it's possible that the way that Charlotte played with our little liars, Sarah was also kind of playing with her friends? Oh. Because the way that she's describing, like, the kind of, like, she's gone but she's everywhere kind of feel. Yeah. Like, I like I wonder if there was something. And, like, maybe Sarah wasn't killed by one of our people, but one of her people. Ooh. I like this theory. Right? Well, and it does kind of make sense. Yeah, like, looking at, at what Claire was saying about Sarah and how she felt about her being gone but she's not really gone... It was like she was describing exactly what the girls were going through. And I get that they were trying to make parallels and stuff, but what if it's deeper than that? What if... But what motive would Sarah have for harassing them? For her friends? Mm Mm-hmm. I think she had a really shitty home life, and her friends seemed to have a really stable one. Mm. And I think it's one of those things where... She's just a horrible person. Yeah, well, and I just think that she is jealous of the things that everybody else has. Because, I mean, even with Emily, like, she got so weird when Emily would talk to anybody else. And, like, I just feel like she doesn't understand her emotions very well. Mm -mm. So I think it was one of those things where... What's he doing? Get your face out of that bag. Oh my god, that was amazing. He just did such like a double take. He was like, what? <laughs> Sorry. Like, you got me. Yeah, we just got Tanuki trying to get into my takeout bag. Anyways, I could totally... I want, I want to understand what brought Sarah Harvey out of her world and into the girls' world. If it's a connection with um, Cece somehow, if it's a connection with Mary Drake, like... 
I just, I want there to be some sort of reason that, because right now, do we know anything about what her motivation was to nope. team up with Cece, other than just, like, what, you were bored? Yeah, like, or that, like, she found her when she was running away, but, like, even still, because, like, they were like, oh, they saw her on the bike, and then she wasn't there, but, like, at that point, Cece didn't know her. Mm-mm. So she must have been on the run for a while, And too. Wait, and also, that was when Allie first disappeared. It was that first Labor Day weekend. So yeah. that means that Mona was the one being A for those first two years, right? Yes. So what was Cece even doing then? Cece didn't join the A party until... Season three. Until season three. And she took over the game from Mona. So... What was Sarah Harvey doing for those two years? A lot of flow. I don't know, right? This is my question. Somebody explain to me those two years of Sarah Harvey being missing. Sorry, the noise that you guys hear in the background is Tanuki. He's getting antsy. Yeah. Getting ants in his pants. He doesn't like it when we talk about shower Harvey this way. <laughs> um, stop it. But I, okay, what if this, what if this, ha- what if this is what happened? Sarah Harvey ran ran away from home because her home life was shitty. Yeah. And what if she was just struggling, like, living her life like a homeless teen, and Cece just, like, scooped her up and was like, I can help you. I think that makes sense, because I think that she was trying to replace her alley. No. Sorry, we just had to get Tanuki off the table. (laughs) I mean, I think that makes sense. I can see. I mean, but it's still a weak connection. Yeah. I would love there to be some more connection. Or if she got sent to Radley during that time. I I feel like everybody wants it to be the Marin connection. What do you mean? Like she's somehow connected, connected to, to the Marins. Yeah. But how would that work? Well, because Ashley always seems so cagey about shit. No. You're not welcome here. Sorry, guys. I'm, I'm just trying. I didn't get to eat all of my dinner because I had a lot of cheese before this. And then um, Tanuki's, Tanuki's trying all to eat about it. Um, no. Sorry. I'm trying to pick him up. Yeah, he's in a mood. He's feeling very vivacious. All right. So the girls go to school and they are trying to find stuff out in the classroom and all of a sudden like a 1950s style like going to school is fun kind of like uh, projector comes on Mm -hmm. and spliced into it A has written Ollie Ollie Oxen Free, whoever gets to find her gets to keep her, Right. A. And then... I think it's Spencer who's just like, do we just get dared? Emily's like, double dog dared. Yeah. It was so Sambot. It was great. And that was Emily, Hannah, and Spencer because Ari was talking to Ezra in the classroom, like having this weird reconciliation where he was like, I apologize for everything. I shouldn't have done that whole Maggie thing. I was wrong to keep that from you. And like the whole... Like, trying to put a child on you is weird. And Aria is like, no, I'm sorry. Classic lady problem. Yeah, and he was like, 
Bitch, this is my apology. Get your own. Exactly. Except for he didn't say it nasty like that. No, but he did kind of feel like that. He was just like, this is my apology. But it's true. It is a thing that women do, or just like people in general. Oh, definitely. That they just apologize back at an apology. Yeah. I try and make sure that whenever I write an email to make sure that there are no sorries in it. That's smart. Or the I apologize. Because it's like a lot of times I find myself apologizing for things that I don't have any... It wasn't me. Yeah. It wasn't me. Um, so... But anyways, I cannot... Even later in the episode, Arya's like, Principal Hackett's watching me like a hawk. And I'm like, then why are you having conversations about your personal relationships in the fucking classroom? And why yeah. are you asking her to stay after class? Yeah. It was really shady. Come on, guys. But then after that, um, Peter and Spencer are talking. And I don't even remember what they were talking about at this moment. But we were just like, is Peter, like, everyone's father? Yeah, how many? Because this, this is another thing that's interesting looking back now, knowing... This was a good episode, I think, for coming back to with the knowledge that we have. Absolutely. And just, like, the way that Peter's trying to get Radley shut down. It's like, yeah. are you trying to hide some other kids that are yours? And Spencer even asks him, she's like, what, why are you trying to shut down Radley? And he's like, what they did to Toby's mother, what they did to you, like... You know uh, it has like, to be worse than that. Yeah. What else could there be? And, and she's like, so this is for me? And he's like, mm, sure. <laughs> like, he, like, doesn't say it. And he's like, I'll do anything for my family. But it's like... Yeah, that's what he says. He's like, I'll do anything for my family. And it's like, well, which family? yeah. I don't think this has a lot to do with Spencer. Mm-mm. And, and, like, okay, it's plausible. He had an affair with Jessica. Mm-hmm. Why not also her Mary? twin? Yeah. But that means that he would have to have fucked Mary two more times. Or, like... Two times. Twice, yeah. Twice. Two times a Mary. So, also, we don't necessarily know it's the same dad both times. That's true. So, wait, we have, um... I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if it was creepy alcoholic doctor one of the times <laughs> so creepy he was really creepy and we like definitely think that he molested his daughter the way she talked about him oh yeah yeah that was weird yeah serious svu vibes i know <laughs> but then also i feel like um the noel khan noel khan's dad who was the judge that mm-hmm. signed away those papers like that's a plausible father oh yeah option. it just it would be such, like, a con to, like, fuck a mentally unstable woman. Did you yes. feel like that's a con thing? Yes. Yes. That's so con. That's <laughs> so con. But you know what that never really clicked in my head? That his last name is actually Con. Yeah. And that that's kind of, like, on the nose a little bit. A little bit on the nose. Like, I was watching 22 Jump Street the other day. Mm-hmm. And have you seen it? Yeah. And, they, and how he's like, oh, what's your tattoo? He's like, oh, it's a red herring. This is a, <laughs> and you're like, oh, it's a little on the nose. Um, I love that movie. Me too. So Toby does some sleuthing, and like Spencer's like, that's so good. And he's like, I was just trying to channel my inner Spencer Hastings. And I threw up everywhere. Um, and then... I was really 
loving Toby's hair because it's so like puffy and okay. big. Fair enough. Like I feel like those days are gone. Like he he used to have hair that just went straight like upwards and back, and I yeah. never and they could just like not figure out how to tame it. I don't know if they started giving him keratin treatments or what. That's interesting. Possibly it was he does have very fluffy hair. <laughs> yeah, his hair is very interesting. Yeah. Um. That's why they had to put him in a do rag. <laughs> that time to tame it. Well, it does make sense though that between takes they would put it to do rag. <laughs> to tame that, that, tame that shit. That hair does not go. What is that noise? I'm sorry, guys. I think there was like a cord drag or whatever. Uh. Um. So then they have a cute moment between Spencer and Toby where she's just like, "Did you ever see that MythBusters where they prove that a mouse could scare a lion? An elephant. An elephant. Yeah." And I thought that was kind of cool. Is that a real myth, Mythbusters? I believe so. I love Mythbusters. I love saying Mythbusters. Mythbusters. It's fun to say. Um, they're doing a show, like, they're doing a spinoff because the show's over. But, like, the helper people, I think, are doing a show. Oh, really? I think they're either working on Bill Nye's new show for oh, Netflix cool. or they're getting their own. Because Netflix is doing like that, like kind of sciency. I love that genre. I'm very excited for Bill Nye's new show. Yeah, that's gonna love be great. Love Bill Nye. Who didn't? I mean, he's so smart, and he's less creepy than Mr. Wizard. That guy was so creepy. Mr. Wizard reminds me of Ezra and Arya in this cabin, where it's just like, come to my place after school, and we'll do experiments. Right. <laughs> oh my God! I just read like an interview with Corey Feldman. Oh. And it just made me so sad. What was it about? About, like, like the predatory, like... Well, because, you know, Radar Online has been doing all these blind items about this A... They're saying there's an A-list actor that's kind of a kingpin in, like, a... Kind of... I don't want to say, like, a sex trafficking thing, but, like, this, like, Hollywood, like, inner circle where it's, like... We are just like molesting little boys, and we're all covering for each other. Ah. Yeah, and um, and you know Corey Feldman has been very open in talking about the fact that he was molested and that Corey Haim was raped. Yeah, at a very young age by people in the industry who they are afraid to name. Yeah. So it's just I hope that it comes out soon, but it's just so scary to think about. Well, I mean, what does he have to lose at this point? Uh, a lawsuit. Because the statute of limitations is passed. Oh. So he can't bring criminal charges against the person. So to say it, it could be defamation of character. Exactly. Because you can't prove it. Because you can't investigate it. So if you say... I mean, Cosby's suing some of his... um, The people that are accusing him. And your only protection against that is if it's true. And then you have to prove in a court of law that you didn't. that, that That it did happen. But if there's no police investigation because the statute of limitations is passed, then you're doing all the investigating yourself and it's some all stuff that you have to put together with your lawyers and spend a bajillion dollars trying to defend yourself against this defamation lawsuit. Oh, it's man. super fucked up, yeah. What did you think of Corey Haynes' Today Show um, appearance? Corey Feldman. Corey Feldman, sorry. Um, I like God bless him. That's how I feel. <laughs> he's still just like bless his heart. You're so from like, Pennsylvania. <laughs> Bless that's hard. Uh, no, Get but like, like, he's still going for it. He's living his best life. He's doing what he loves. He's he's shooting for the stars, you know? 
Sorry, Tanuki's loafing, and it's kind of hilarious. <laughs> um, he is living his best life, I feel like. I know. It's also very, like, what Corey Feldman would think was cool. Like, that would be really cool from his so era. Michael Jackson. Yeah. It's like Michael Jackson. It's very, like, 80s. I thought it was very, um, very Corey Feldman. Yeah. Good for him. He did his own thing. He's, yeah. I don't feel like it should have gotten the response that it did. Like, people were like, oh my god, he's gone crazy. And I was like, where's everyone been? This is crazy. He always does this. I was like, this isn't a different level. This is what Corey Feldman has always done. Yeah, it wasn't like an Amanda Bynes thing where, like, she was like, oh, she was the sweet girl, and all of a sudden she's wearing wigs and being crazy. No, no, no. This was, he's always been performing, like, he's writing music and putting on performances that you, that aren't necessarily modern, right? So, yes. like, I think, I think he's very retro. And that's I think, a very nice way of And I it. think that's what people are, like, missing. Like, that would have, if this was 1989, that would have been the shit, you know? Like, You're not wrong. And so, I think that th- this is not somebody off the deep end. This is just somebody a little bit out of touch with what is going on in culture right now. Or he's just doing what is in his personal taste and what he thinks is cool. Yeah. And so, I don't know. More power to him. Good for him. <laughs> um, uh, um, so, Caleb and Spencer confront one of the detectives from first season of SVU about Radley because <laughs> she's like a lawyer for Wait, the you group. mean you mean Toby. Yeah, did I say Toby? You said Caleb. <sighs> Spill up. Sorry, guys. Um... Oh, yeah, she was one of the detectives from the first season of S. You are correct. Yeah. Because <laughs> you were like, how do I know that woman? That's You're like, is she? Did she go to my church growing up? You're just like, why do I know her? <laughs> no, she uh, She was definitely on the first season of SVU, and she concedes, and that's when Peter's kind of like, oh, well, Spencer's not that smart because she didn't tell you that you could have gotten more, and I'm going to shut down Radley. Uh-huh. Which, again... there's kind of like, thanks for that backhanded compliment, dad dick. I know, but that's how her parents have always been. Yeah. Like, what did you get in A? Guess your school's not hard enough. Like... Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, Hastings. Um, so then... Let's see. Um, what was We Were the Big Mistake? Aria, Aria in the cabin. To Ezra. And he was trying to apologize for all the mistakes. I wish I could start over. I wish I could erase the mistakes I've made. And she says, a lot of people think that we're the big mistake. And I'm like, yes, because you are. Yeah. You're not wrong. Um, and I think that's pretty much it. Like, fear motivated. Oh, that was the one thing I wrote for the Spencer, um, not Spencer, Mona, Mona combo. Uh, yeah, the Mona with Ezra thing, mm-hmm. where he was just like, I know a lot about Rosewood High School, and so do you, and fear motivates everybody, and that's what you kind of preyed upon, and people are going to get back at you. Yeah. So I do feel like it does make me feel a little redeemed to Ezra. I know you, you hate this. But, like, I do feel like at this point he is trying to write this book to show how fucked up Mona is and what she did to everybody. 
Like, I think he's honestly trying to prove that Mona had something to do with Allie's disappearance, and that way he can get Mona put away forever. Yes or no? Yeah. Well, I mean, sure, you don't have to fuck Aria while you're doing that, and her teacher, and you don't have to knock Spencer unconscious, you don't have to have a creepy fucking cabin, and you don't have to go to Ashley Marin's house and fucking get their car to stop in the middle of the So how can he do that? Why did he do that? Is the episode right after this, and I realize it's because it is playing over your shoulder as we're recording oh, this because okay. it's still played. But remember when they're dri- I think they're, I forget where, they're driving out someplace. Oh, the Busy Bee Inn. Yes. Oh, wow, that was good. That was really good. We <laughs> need to find a PLL trivia night so we could dominate. <laughs> but, like, although we can't remember Emily's dad's name. Do you think that we would be, like, semi-stars of, like, the Cabernet night? We'd no, have no, 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 no one knows us. No one knows us. But so, anyways, and then he pretends to have to talk to Ashley about um, Hannah's performance and school and that he's concerned. So he goes to their house and then sets up some fake thing that she gets a work call about real estate. So then she has to be like, oh, this is important work call. Will you excuse me? He goes up to the computer, like somehow shuts down the car and like traps them. And no, he shuts on the car near the cabin, so he'll, like, get them to go to the cabin. Oh, that's right. He does this, like, shady stuff. And I'm like, since when are you that tech-savvy that you can just shut down the car? And then, yeah, I forget what it was that he was trying to get. I think it was the diary. Yeah, he was trying to get the diary, because then he replaces it, and it's been changed. Guys, watch this show so many times. Yeah. And so it's still amazing. So even if he is having good intentions, the ends do not justify those means. Hashtag never forget, he knocked Spencer unconscious. And he, like, probably has unprotected sex because he thought he had a baby in college. I know, Just right? Just saying. I know, right? But then also, like, let me, let's think about this so the girls find your little lair in ravenswood or whatever so why wouldn't you just then say in that moment hey guys this is what i'm doing i'm trying to figure this out let's work together like i know i should have told you sooner but i didn't want to put you guys in any danger but you obviously are already looking into this stuff on your own so let's team up you know like just say something like that just like come out don't fucking do shady shit and knock people unconscious and... You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong, but he, there's no logic here. It's a dream world. I know. If he were not so handsome, nobody would put up with any of this bullshit. Oh. Beautiful uh, people get away with everything. Last podcast, uh, Chelsea threw out the idea that Nick, her current boyfriend, looks like Ezra. Oh, no. She told me that very early on, and that's when I knew it was over. This was, like, before he was her boyfriend, Mm -hmm. and she was still, like, on the fence. And she's like, I think Nick has... She's not Ezra. She said Ian Harding. Yeah. She's like, I feel like Nick has, like, a very, like, Ian Harding vibe. And in my head, I'm like, oh, this shit, it's over. (laughs) Like, they're getting married now. Like, this is her husband, because... I don't see it. I see it in certain photos. Like, if you shake your head, if you, like, squint your eyes and shake your head, you kind of see it. In certain photos, I see it. But that, but I don't see it. And that's why when she said that, I was like, like, oh, girl, you (laughs) got a bad. I'm like, girl, you gone. Yeah. 
just it's like when you're for just me like, to find a guy, and I'm just like, you know, he reminds me of Caleb. Like, <laughs> and we're like, okay, if he's in so love. He's just got a lot of scars. This is creepy. <laughs> no, I'm so in love. He just got a weird haircut. No, that's exactly yeah, what <laughs> His hair was so weird in this episode. I'm just like, who? Emily's hair looked great in this episode, and Arya's. I mean, I defy, when did Emily's hair not no, look good? it always looks so good. It's ridiculous. She Even has the best. Even in fucking dollhouse, Emily's hair looks good. Emily's hair looked great. Her hair just always looks so good. She always looks so good. I'm just staring at her over yeah. your shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Well, is there any other final thoughts that you want to do Jerry Springer style or anything? Wait, I did have some other thoughts that I was thinking about this episode. Wait, let me think. Nope. They're gone now. They're gone. Oh, wait. I would be... Okay. Let's talk about the outfits because... Oh, oh. What was, what was that black dress with, like, the ruffles on the sleeves that Arya was wearing? Like, what was she wearing that to? I loved how you were like, was it, like, a fabulous gay man's funeral? Yes! Because yeah. <laughs> I'm like, where are you going in that? What Were you coming from school? Did you wear that to school? It's like Titus from Kimmy Schmidt died. That's yes, what that that's, what, that's, what, that's what you would wear. It was a fabulous dress. I mean, I like to overdress on a random day. I'm guilty of it, but like, not in high school. Okay, nobody, no, okay. No, a, nobody in high school ever wore a blazer. This has been established. Uh, but also, yeah. nobody wore a little black dress to school. Yeah. And also, certainly not like a ru- those ruffles were out of control. Yeah, she just looked so ridiculous. They were bigger than her face. Yeah. It was weird. And then she had all that hair, her hair so long, and then she's like leaning into the car, like trying to talk to Ezra, and it's all just like ruffles everywhere. And I'm just like, oh my gosh. You, it looks like a bad bridesmaid's dress. Oh, yeah. Like Amy Schumer's dress at the Emmys. I didn't see it. That was shade. Um, <laughs> but. And, and then, then that jacket at the end. I don't remember what the jacket was. It like. was like all the pasta. It was like a leather, like a fake leather jacket you would buy from like Forever Twenty One, but like every pastel color. So it was like pastel pink, pastel green, pastel yellow, <laughs> like block colors. I blocked it out. Yeah, no, it was so awful. It was like something that you would have bought at Rave. Do you remember Rave? Did you have a Rave in your mall? Me. Oh my gosh, it was like you could buy... Is it like icing? Or like... No. It's like, uh, it's like Rainbow Deb, maybe. Or... Choice or Leslie. I don't know what that is. But Rave, it was like you would go there to buy like a leopard tank top. You know, just like things yeah. like that. And it would be $3, full price. Like it was just like the trashiest, cheapest clothes made out of plastic. I was just watching a show that was like a fashion thing and they were like leopard print should you have it or should you not and they were like you have to have at least one thing leopard print in your closet (laughs) and I was just like well I've lost this battle I don't think I own a single thing like maybe there's a bra that has a little bit of trim that is leopard print Mm. but I've never been a leopard print kind of gal oh I definitely was I'm saying this about rave like I mean, I, I was shopping there like, all the time. I'm not judging. I'm just feeling like I missed the boat on this. I definitely abandoned my leopard phase and went more towards the camo. Okay. So I feel like you have to have one pattern that you identify with. 
But anyways, that jacket was atrocious, and I'm sure I brought it up all the time when this episode first aired, and I will never stop talking about it, because that... it You shouldn't. I don't want you to. It looked like an Easter egg-inspired faux leather jacket. It was so awful. Listen, Ari's got a lot of dad issues <laughs> and a lot of credit cards to bad stores, I think. I know. And also, yeah, no, it's all... It was... There were some weird outfits, and... In that same, what was, Spencer was wearing some dress with like elephants or something patterned on it with a blazer over it. I don't know what they were wearing. Spencer in high school used to wear like all animal stuff all the time. It was like giraffes and horses. Do you remember the fox sweater though? Oh, that one was good. That was cool. I kind of wanted that fox sweater. Yeah. I mean, my mental image of Spencer is always her in a horse sweater. I feel like Spencer always kind of looks... Like, is it 1919 or 2019? Right. <laughs> like, because she's got a little bit of matrix because she wears a lot of trench coats and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just like, where, which way are we going today? Uh, okay. Uh, that was my final thought is that final jacket was like really throwing me. Well, I think that's important for people to know. Yeah. I'm glad I've got that out of my system. Um... Let's see if there's anything else. I think that's just about it. I don't know if there's anything else that we really need to chat about. Um, Thank you guys. Um, This is going to air so much later, but people uh, Snapchatted and wrote in asking if Chelsea and I were okay after the attack uh, in Chelsea this past week. All right. The irony is Chelsea was like on that block and yeah. slept through the entire thing. Yeah. Worried the crap out of her. Yeah, we were pretty worried. She didn't pick up her phone yes. and said she was about to go out and then passed out. <laughs> so thank God for Chelsea's love of sleep. Yeah. And um, I don't know what else there is. I think that's it. I think that you guys are all magical for listening. Let us yeah. know when you get to the end. And thanks for all your for all your wonderful Jean Benet uh, feedback and oh, theorizing. Yeah. Appreciate that. That's fun. I never not want to be talking about murder, so. <laughs> Somebody just wrote a quote. If you murdered John Ramsey, please email us. That was how we <laughs> signed off last time. So, um, and somebody else wants us to watch now and then during the off season. That will happen. All right. All right. I think that's it for now. So thanks so much for listening, guys. Bye. Bye. Would anyone like a glass of Cabernet? An A.